With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome into the Pick'em Podcast. Brought to you by Maze of Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Yardy here with Vaughn Lozon and Scotty White as we head into week three of the college football season. Taking a look back at last week. Really good week for uh, Scotty and Vaughn last week. Uh, a smooth <laughs> A smooth oh, one yeah. and seven for both of those guys. I was able to salvage a four and four week, which it's got me feeling like the the king around here at a f- even five hundred. After you guys, our first four on the spreadsheet, I was you, know, you guys had the same. I was different than both of you, and I won all four of those games. So I'm feeling good here uh, with a good record as we go into here this week. I'm ten and eleven overall. Vaughn in second at seven and fourteen. Scotty, you got to make it up to do at five and sixteen, my man. Yeah, it's uh it's been a rough start. I've got a winless week and I've got a <laughs> one and seven week. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not feeling great, but you know, it, it's a new week, so we we can only hope for something better. Scotty, if you would if you would have did your uh, thing that you did in week two, uh, right, or, or week one, I mean, week one is when you went away from what you thought was gonna happen. You did yeah. the opposite, dude. You went seven and one last week. I mean, you'd be right yeah. in this thing. See, see, Luke, the thing is for me, whatever I bet on, it's not winning. It's not winning. <laughs> Gosh. Well, if that's the case, then I'm just going to pick a, a, everything opposite of you, Scotty. So I'll just have you go first every time. Yeah. That, that would be very smart. That would be very smart. Uh, we nah, got, I'm gonna play it fair. I'm gonna play it fair. Don't worry. Yeah, we we got it. We got a good slate this week, boys. I'm looking forward to it, man. There, you know, a lot of people are, are kind of looking at the the slate, and you know, there's a there's a couple of snoozers out there, but I think there are some really interesting games that we're gonna be wagering on. So 
If you're unfamiliar with the podcast, just checking us out for the first time. Uh, we bet eight games a week against the spread, all spreads via DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, and then at the end of it, we also have our Eliminator Survivor Pool pick. Big 10 teams only. Uh, you can only choose the, the team to win per week once. Uh, so we're, we're all three of us alive as we go back to last week. Um, Scotty had Indiana. I had uh, over Ohio or Idaho, excuse me. I had Rutgers taking on Wagner and Vaughn had Maryland at Charlotte. We all survive as we head into week number three here on that front as well. So that's coming up at the end here, but we're going to kick it off with uh, probably the biggest surprise number on the board. And I don't think there's any question about that. It's got me uh, feeling a little ratty. I don't know how to feel about this one. Michigan State traveling out west to take on Washington and the unranked Huskies three-point favorites at home against the Spartans Vaughn. Yeah, this, this that's that's uh, underselling it, Luke. This this line is just so strange. I, I would have imagined it would have been reversed and that Michigan State would be favored by a field goal. Uh, and for that reason, I'm going to pick Michigan State. And I know that we said last week uh, with the USC and Stanford spread that this kind of just reeks and, and Vegas knows something. But at this point, I, I'm just going to roll with the Spartans to win. Washington is a uh, improved team this season with Michael Penix Jr. at quarterback transferring over from Indiana. But Michigan State has been in this spot so many times as the underdog I just can't see them drop in this game. So I'm going to gladly take uh, an underdog Michigan State team with the points. Scotty, how do you feel, my friend? Yeah, I'm with you, Vaughn. And, and I love a game like this because when you're betting money lines, it's just a win-win. Obviously, I'm throwing some money on Michigan State money line. If they win, great. I get money. If they lose, it's it's funny. It makes me happy. Um, so it's a win-win here, but I really do think that Michigan State's going to win this game. I think that Washington's better than last year, um, but I'm not too sold on them yet. Um, I think Michigan State is, is just the better team. Um, I like Michigan State to win the game too. Yeah, th this game, this absolutely terrifies me that the spread is Washington minus three. Look, Washington is a, is an improved offense from last year, you know, under under Kalen DeBoer and Michael Penix being out there. But I'll I'll tell you what, uh, the the 0-3 Gwynn model towners who got shut out last week was a better offense uh, than what Washington had a year ago. So anything was going to be improved on last year's team. And I know Michael Penix in 2020, he was kind of a giant killer, but I, I are we really putting a lot of stock into that season? What a strange year uh, that entire thing was. He's been great so far against Kent State and Portland State, but I feel like this is way too much uh, of an overrating uh, by Vegas on the power rating on Washington here because of Michael Penix. Michigan State, as uh, you guys pointed out, they've been in this situation before. Peyton Thorne needs to play better, there's no question, but that defense is much improved, at least so far, against Western Michigan and Akron than it was a year ago. I like Michigan State to at least cover the three. I jumped on the money line as soon as I saw the, the number come out, and I feel pretty good about it. So uh, other than this feels like one where Vegas kicks me right in the nuts. Number 12, <laughs> BYU headed to Oregon, and the Ducks a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home, Scotty. Yeah, I'm going to take BYU to cover this one. Um, I, I'm not... I don't really love Oregon this year. I mean, yeah, Georgia's a really good team, but they looked terrible against Georgia. Um, I mean, it looked like Georgia was playing against an FCS school. Like, it wasn't even close. Um, and I just watched BYU last night beat a really good Baylor team, um, like defending Big, Ten, Big 12 champs. Um, so BYU seems to be pretty legit. 
Um, and I think that they're going to cover that spread, and I like them to win at Oregon. Vaughn, how do you see it? Yeah, I uh, Scotty, we're two for two, man. I, I think BYU is, is going to be uh, potentially this year's Cincinnati team. They're a smaller school, making some noise, potential CFP pick here. If they beat Oregon at Oregon, the rest of the schedule sets up pretty nicely. They've got Arkansas at home, who's a ranked team. Notre Dame at home, which is not as great as what it was preseason, but that's always still a a, a great team to to get a win against. And like you said, Scotty, I'm not super high on Oregon this year either. They got molly whopped by Georgia in week one, obviously came back and defeated an inferior opponent last week. But I'm going to keep BYU uh, uh, to keep this rolling here. So I, I think they easily cover, and I think they win. Ah, beautiful letdown spot for BYU, and I love that you guys are taking uh, the Cougars here because I'm going Oregon minus three and a half. The hook scared me a little bit, but I like the Ducks here. They bounce back so beautifully after getting just absolutely romped by Georgia. I'll tell you what, Georgia's going to make a lot of teams look like that here this year if they want to. I don't think they want to embarrass Samford, whoever the hell they played uh, a week ago, but Oregon whooped up on Eastern Washington. Bo Nix getting a little more comfortable in the offense. I actually look back at last week and BYU's win over Baylor, and that's the part that's scaring me about this because, or uh, setting me away from BYU. Baylor has does not have a quarterback. Uh, found that out a week ago. Uh, as Shapin was 18 of 28 for 137 yards. He had a QBR of 35.9. Baylor still took them to overtime. I'm not a huge Bo Nix guy, but the guys won some big games when he was at Auburn. I like him to take the Ducks and actually win this game by 7 to 10 points for Oregon because BYU in a perfect letdown spot after an emotional win at home over the reigning Big 12 champions. Purdue into the Big 10 as they head out east to Syracuse in the orange one and a half point favorites Vaughn. this is another kind of surprising uh spread here with syracuse favored by one and a half i'm gonna pick purdue um purdue was favored to begin the week then it went to a pick em game when i was first putting these picks in our spreadsheet here and now syracuse favored altogether uh so it's been a really interesting line to watch this week if, if you're betting this game i'd probably stay away from the spread i'd probably recommend the over for the points, these teams have been putting up a ton of points to begin the season. But as far as the spread goes, uh, I'm just going to roll with Purdue, and I, I think they're just going to win outright. Scotty, how do you see it, bud? Three for three, Vaughn. I'm going with. Uh, oh no, <laughs> I'm going with Purdue as well. You guys, um, do you guys just have one mind that you share? <laughs> I think I guess, <laughs> I guess so. It's getting crazy. Uh, weird. I mean, the last two weeks we have met, we have had just one different pick. That is crazy. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I watched Syracuse in their in their first game. Um and I thought that they looked better um than I thought they were gonna be. Um but Purdue really, I mean, they should have beaten Penn State in that first game. O'Connell's a really good quarterback and he's definitely in the top five, maybe top three quarterback in the Big Ten. Uh, I like Purdue to to go into the into Syracuse and get a W. So I like the Boilermakers here too, but I'm very worried about Garrett Schrader. If you guys go look at Syracuse's quarterback, he is completing 79% of his passes. He's got five touchdowns, no interceptions, averaging 10.9 yards per completion. Terrifying. And I, and I go look at their their games against Louisville. They lost 31-7 to against Louisville. They had more yards per play and outgained Louisville in that game. 
I have no idea. I, I have to go watch that game because it makes no sense how Syracuse lost by 24 when you just go look at the box score. But I, So I'm scared here, but I feel like Purdue is just too explosive for the Syracuse offense. I, I mean, if it wasn't for an all-time Jeff Brom screw-up, Purdue is sitting at 2-0 and and probably at least receiving votes in the AP poll. They've got a pretty good, decent team. I love Aiden O'Connell, like you just mentioned, Scotty. So I'm going to roll with Purdue here reluctantly. That line movement scares me a little bit, but let's go with the Boilermakers and take the points as we go out west. Fresno State traveling to the Coliseum, number 7 USC, 12.5 point favorite, Scotty. Um, I like USC in this one, and if you're out there actually betting, I would probably stay away from what I'm saying here because I sent it to my betting group chat as one of my locks of the week. Um, But I will say I sent USC spread to my group chat last week and that did hit. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm not too familiar with Fresno State, but USC has impressed me the first two weeks. And I think that that spread, I was expecting it to be a lot bigger. I was expecting it to be at least two touchdowns. Um, So once I saw it under the two touchdowns, that's what got me. I'm I'm going with the Trojans. Vaughn, how do you see it? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with USC, too, to cover the 12 and a half. Um, honestly, I, I kind of undervalued them the last couple weeks, and, and they've proved me wrong. They not only covered, but they hit the over in both of their games, so might want to take a look at that as well. They may, they may become my Georgia team this season where you just can't go wrong with picking them. Uh, and, and honestly, I, Fresno State is a pretty decent team. Uh, for being Fresno State, I'm pretty sure they've got a, a, a NFL draft caliber quarterback. Uh, but Caleb Williams looks much improved from year one to year two uh, and, and transferring over from Oklahoma uh, also with Lincoln Riley. So I'm going to roll with USC until further notice. I'm going the other way. I like Fresno State uh, to cover the 12 and a half here because I, I go and I, I take a look at it. And uh, these two teams are very, very similar statistically, like eerily similar statistically, and they've played similar competition. Fresno State beat the hell out of Cal Poly. USC whooped up on Rice. Uh, Fresno State lost by three to Oregon State, and, and you know obviously USC beat Stanford by by thirteen. But so those are two I, what I think to be pretty similar uh, competition uh, amongst those four games. Total yards, Fresno State 520.5, USC 521.5. Yards allowed, Fresno State 357, USC 360.5. So I'm like, what on earth is going on here? How how are these two teams feeling, you know, this much different, particularly in the spread, but Fresno 1-1 one one, losing to Oregon State. USC in their two games have forced eight turnovers, four against Rice, Four against Stanford. I'm going to bet against USC forcing tur- four turnovers against Fresno State and the Bulldogs. They keep it close against USC and they cover the 12 and a half. All eyes going to be in Lincoln here this week as Oklahoma heads to Nebraska. We thought at the beginning of the year, I think one of you mentioned um, that Nebraska, you, you like Nebraska to actually win and this was going to be the turn of the tide for Scott Frost and Obviously, that's not happening here this week, boys, as Scott Frost is gone. So, Vaughn, can Nebraska cover 11 or do the Sooners steamroll in Lincoln? Well, I'll I'll tell you right now, that was not me saying that. I have thought, rather, uh, that Scott Frost has been the worst head coach in the Big Ten for the last couple years, at the very least. Uh, For the pick, I'm going to go with Oklahoma with the 11 points. This one kind of scares me, too, because the spread has moved. It started around 14 and has only moved down. It hasn't gone up whatsoever. Uh, So Nebraska could 
play tough and wanted to rally together after a really difficult week, getting whooped at home to Georgia Southern, having their head coach get fired. Uh, but I still think Oklahoma is going to get the job done and uh, win by a couple touchdowns here. Scotty, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I, I'm, with, I'm with you, Vaughn. Uh, um, and, and wow, I will admit that I, who would have thought that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will admit that was me, that I, was, that I thought this was going to be the game um, that really put Nebraska back on the map. Um, but Scott Frost is gone. They lost to Georgia Southern last week, so a lot has changed since I made that prediction. I should have never gotten on the Husker train this offseason. That was very stupid. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they just lost their head coach which be having their head coach be Scott Frost, that's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was honestly, if Scott Frost was still the coach, I think I would have picked Nebraska because I knew they were going to lose, but it's always by one possession. Um, but maybe the one possession thing is done now that he is gone. Um, I just think it's been a, a crazy week. I think Nebraska's season is just absolutely in the toilet, and, and it's going to show this week, and I like Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Nebraska. I'm taking the Cornhuskers plus 11. It's a big home dog. First game under Mickey Joseph, and I think Nebraska's going to get a bump because of that. Um, you know, we don't see it as much in college football, but if you watch the NFL uh, teams that fire their head coach midseason, the interim coach, generally that team actually performs really well uh, in those games straight up and against the spread. And I think Nebraska is going to do the same here. Seven-point loss to a much better, I think, Oklahoma team that was there a, a year ago. And this Nebraska team, they've got two losses by a combined six points. Uh, they're going to be able to keep this close. The talent is there in Lincoln. Defensively, they need to shore some things up, giving up 492 uh, yards per game. But I think they're going to play an inspired football game at home against Oklahoma. Uh, first game under Mickey Joseph. So I'm going to take Nebraska plus 11. As we head to a big non-conference matchup that probably uh, would have been a little bit bigger a week ago had Texas A&M not pulled the 2007 Michigan and lost to App State. But number 13 Miami visiting Texas and A&M and the Aggies still six-point favorites in this one, Scotty. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Miami to cover this. Um, I think Texas A&M, I, I really thought, I mean, their recruiting has been so good. Um, I really liked them to cover last week against App State. Um, but, I mean, I don't know what happened there. Um, they just don't seem to be that good. I don't know what's going on. Jimbo Fisher seemed like he was going to be a great hire there, but he just hasn't been able to get over the hump. Um, I think that they could, I think that they're going to win this game, but I think it's probably going to be around a field goal. So it's like Miami. Vaughn, how about you, my man? Yeah, I, I uh, you know, let, let me give you some insight on how I prepare here. I, I have all my picks listed before, well beforehand. I, I'll, I'll kind of teeter, totter back and forth with some of these picks leading up to the recording here. Everything that I have written down here, uh, I was going to pick Miami, but it's Scotty, dude. I, I just can't, man. I, <laughs> Come I, on! I, I, I ruined it! I'm... <laughs> I am switching my pick to Texas A&M solely because Scotty took my pick. Uh, but I think there is a chance for them to cover here. Their their defense has been smothering uh, to begin the season. That's the one the thing that they got going for them. They pitched a shutout in the first game, only gave up 17 points to App State last week, had their offense put up their end of the bargain. They would have probably cruised to victory. So I'm going to take Texas A&M to bounce back and cover the six.
I was all excited. I had another pick that was different than both of you and feeling good about my chances. I like Texas A&M here, minus six as well. Huge bounce back for the Yankees. And I'm going to be honest with you. The talent is there uh, with Texas A&M. There's no question about it. You mentioned the defense. Uh, quarterback play under Hayes King has been absolutely horrendous. But this is who Texas A&M is under Jimbo Fisher, right? Like, let's go back to last year. They lost back-to-back games to Arkansas and Mississippi State. You want to know what they did after those two losses? They beat Bama at home. This is just who A&M is, man. Jimbo Fisher, he, I don't know, whatever it is, does not prepare for, for the games that don't really matter to him. But the big games, A&M, they're going to pretty much be ready for, and this is going to be a big bounce-back week for the Aggies. So I like A&M minus six. So we had an absolute classic in Happy Valley between these two teams a year ago, and the home-and-home now swings to Alabama as Penn State three-point favorites as they visit Auburn, Vaughn. Yeah, that was a great game last year, too, with uh, the night game, the whiteout at Penn State, unbelievable atmosphere. Auburn is a very unique uh, place to play a football game as well. I would call it the Kinnick of the SEC. Just weird stuff happens there. Uh, but uh, with all of that said and with the potential for some voodoo magic, I'm actually still going to pick Penn State here. I just think that they've got the better overall team, the better overall talent on the team especially at the quarterback position. Uh, Sean Clifford's been in college for uh, what seems like a decade at this point. Uh, Auburn's rolling with a new quarterback this season, at least new full-time starting quarterback. And he hasn't really been that good this year. I think he's only thrown one touchdown pass to four or five interceptions. He hasn't been that impressive. So I'm going to roll with Penn State. I think this could be a pretty close game here. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if this one ends up pushing, but I'm going to pick Penn State to cover anyhow. Scotty, who do you like? Well, this is the first one where we have a true different pick between me and Vaughn. Um, <laughs> I have been thinking Auburn the whole time. And I, and I totally agree with you, Vaughn. I think that Penn State is the better team all around. Um, but, man, it's college sports, and, and the worst team wins sometimes. They get behind a crazy home crowd. That is going to be a tough environment to go into for Penn State. They seem to struggle a little bit in that environment week one at um, – at Purdue, um, really, like, Purdue should have won that game. Um, kind of gave it away at the end there. I like Auburn to not only cover, but win this one. So, I mean, what it comes down to for me, right, is that do I really think, if I'm using two and a half uh, at home, swinging Auburn's way, do I really think Penn State is five and a half points better on a neutral than Auburn? I really don't. I absolutely do not. I'm going to take Auburn uh, plus three here because that defense has been really good. They're allowing just 300 yards per game, and I know they haven't exactly played any world beaters or anything like that, but neither has Penn State. You know, it is a nice win at Purdue, but ultimately should have lost that one a whooping on Ohio a week ago, and yet their, their statistics are not all that impressive. I think Auburn's going to be able to run the football, averaging about 200 147 yards a game on the ground. Penn State allows, you know, about 80 to some weak opponents at a Purdue team that 
just can't run the football. So I like Auburn to, to keep the game on the ground. The over-unders listed at 47 and a half. It's going to be a low-scoring affair. That means give me the home team and the home dog with the points. And finally, at noon at the Big House, what a marquee matchup between a couple of powerhouses. The UConn Huskies traveling to Michigan to take on the Wolverines. In Michigan, a mere 47 and a half point favorite, which is about a touchdown less than a week ago, Vaughn. Is there is there any reason to be concerned that Michigan is, is a touchdown less of a favorite than they were a, a week ago? Is that a sign of uh, trending downwards? <laughs> I, I think we may be on upset alert yeah. here, Luke. <laughs> you might want to just throw the house and uh, all, all that you own on uh, the UConn money line. But uh, it, <laughs> in all seriousness, I am going to roll with Michigan here. I know they didn't cover last week uh, against Hawaii, but weather wasn't great. You had an hour rain, lightning delay. The kids were probably exhausted, and uh, and, and they they kind of let the dogs uh, uh, go back to uh, the doghouse after the first half. They had primarily reserves in after that, but I have a feeling that they're going to want to play their starters a little bit longer in this game just to get them some fine tune-ups before that Maryland game next week when uh, these games actually start to matter and kick into high gear here uh, for the Big Ten slate. So I'm going to pick Michigan to uh, cover here. I know it's a huge, huge spread. They didn't cover last week, but I, I have a feeling that J.J. is going to play a little bit longer uh, than he did a week ago. Scotty, how do you like it? Yeah, I'm on the exact same page as Vaughn here. Um, I, I think that the starters are going to go a little bit longer, and because of that, I think Michigan's going to cover. I mean, it was 42-0 last week at halftime. If Michigan wanted to win the game by 100 points, they could have. Um, and I think that the starters playing just a little bit longer will probably push that lead up to around – the 60 range um, and will probably be enough to get Michigan to cover. I do love that. We all just have the, not only the same bet here, but the exact same line of reasoning because Michigan, you know, if Michigan plays the starters three quarters, they cover easily against Hawaii, right? It was 42, nothing at the break. I think the Michigan starters play, about three quarters, two and a half to three quarters here this week. It is the final tune up. Like you guys mentioned before they get in a big 10 play against Maryland next week. So, with that extended run, Michigan's going to overpower UConn, and I do think they're ultimately able to score enough. I, I think the, the twos come in when it's about probably, I don't know, 59-3, uh, to 3, 59 to uh, maybe 10, somewhere in there, and then the, the backups are able to get the job done. So I like Michigan, minus 47 and a half. On to our eliminator pick after making eight picks against the spread across the college football landscape here this week. The eliminator is where we pick one Big Ten team per week to win. The caveat, you can only pick that team once for the entirety of of the season. So I and Scotty, actually all three of us, are not allowed to pick Maryland as uh, we have used up Maryland. Vaughn has used up Nebraska. Scotty has used up Indiana. And I have used up Rutgers. So week three here, where are we going, fellas? Scotty, I'll start with you. I'm going to go with Rutgers this week. Um, And I was having a lot of trouble with this because Rutgers really does look a lot better uh, this year to start the year. But they kind of started off hot last year as well. Um, and they make me really nervous going into Big Ten play. And I think that this is the most confident that I will um, be in them. They're 18-point favorites on the road against Temple. Um, I just want to get Rutgers out of the way. Um, really hope that they can get the job done. So I'll go with the Scarlet Knights. Vaughn, who do you like? Uh, you know, I thought about Rutgers, but I'm actually going to go with Northwestern at home against Southern Illinois. 
uh, as I was doing some research on Southern Illinois. There's, there, <laughs> Did you see the week one loopy. score, Vaughn? Because that's where I'm going, man. <laughs> this is it's it's going to be a blowout, guys. I mean, Northwestern they they haven't been great. Uh, you know, they they just got that win against Nebraska, and then they come back home and and they lose to Duke. But that was a very predictable loss. I uh, picked Duke to win that game outright, and they were I think ten point dogs or something like that. So um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna roll with Northwestern here, uh, despite them not being like a superb team. Uh, but Southern Illinois, I don't think is uh, anything to write home about. Uh, anytime I can use up Northwestern in the Eliminator, I'm going to go ahead and do that and feel pretty confident about it. Uh, week one, Southern Illinois lost to Incarnate Word, 64 to 29. So I like Northwestern's, excuse me, chances uh, to to beat Southern Illinois here this week. The Salukis, uh, I believe there. So, uh, yeah, give me, uh, give me Northwestern here this week for the Eliminator. And that's about going to wrap it up for us here on the Pick and Pod as we head into week three of college football. Before we go, Scotty, where can we find you on social media, my man? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at ScottyWhite underscore. Scotty spelled S-C-O-T-T-Y. Um, all the football articles and all of our podcasts will all be posted there, so you can follow me there on Twitter. Vaughn, how about you, my friend? Follow me at Vaughn underscore Lozon. And you can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. And make sure to follow the Maze and Brew show page as well at Maze and Brew. A lot of stuff going to be coming up here. You're going to want to check it out. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Scotty and I going to be live every Monday night recapping the Michigan win and looking ahead to the opponent. So looking forward to this Monday night. We'll be live on the Maze and Brew YouTube page. Check it out there. Uh, subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your Maze and Brew podcast. And check out all of our shows because we've got a great great lineup that's going to wrap it up for us here tonight and here this week for my partners Von Lozon and Scotty White I'm Luke Yardy. cash those tickets and we'll see you next week on the Pick'em Pod <laughs>